Welcome to Newcastle Going Green, a series of monthly podcasts brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board. Each episode will give you information about green initiatives and sustainable options you can find around Newcastle. For this episode, we will be talking about the newly passed leaf blower law in Newcastle. Last year, one of our first episodes of Newcastle Going Green was on the leaf leaf blower ordinance, but we want to revisit it as it goes into effect in a few weeks on June 1st. In the wake of Earth Day, the ordinance is a reminder of how impactful the switch towards electric equipment can be. It also reflects Westchester-wide commitment to sustainability and reducing emissions. Right now, 18 municipalities in Westchester have some restrictions on gas-powered leaf blowers. As a reminder, the leaf blower restrictions in Newcastle prohibit the usage of gas-powered leaf blowers between June 1st and September 30th of every year. During this time, electric leaf blowers are permitted. The Commissioner of Public Works may authorize the use of gas-powered leaf blowers during this period following significant storms or other emergency situations, but not to exceed seven days. Exceptions to this rule can be viewed on mynewcastle.org. So why do we need to blow leaves in the summer? Why do we need to use leaf blowers in the first place? Today, we have guests Kathy Shriver and Amanda Bailey to discuss how the leaf blow restriction has taken shape over the last year. Kathy Schreiber has been a board member on the SAB for over seven years and a Newcastle resident for the last 25 years. She worked diligently over the past few years to investigate how other towns implemented restrictions on gas-powered leaf blowers to ensure Newcastle's worked for our town while being in line with what neighboring communities are doing. Amanda Bailey is the CEO of and co-founder of Planet Wild, a sustainable landscaping company, which focuses on maintaining biodiversity and healthy emissions while tending to people's yards. Our expert for today, Amanda, will be able to give an overview of what it may be like for landscapers using electric leaf blowers this summer. We do want to make a disclaimer that as a program brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board, we cannot endorse Planet Wild Services, only its practices. We now welcome Kathy Schreiber and Amanda Bailey to Newcastle Going Green. Hi, guys. How's everybody? We're going to now throw this, throw this over to Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a very interesting setup that we have here because we actually did an episode on this exact topic and it was one of our first episodes. It was um, really exciting. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, why it's important to revisit it this summer, why this leaf blower ordinance is important. And I mean, we covered a lot of these environmental harms last time we talked about leaf blowers, but since then, cities have really taken note of how harmful they are with their two-stroke engine. So California recently passed a law that bans the use of gas-powered leaf blowers uh, from 2024. It's the latest step in California's aggressive effort to reduce harmful pollutants in, in throughout the state. Uh, and more than 100 cities in various states have already banned gas leaf blowers. So Newcastle is really just one of many other municipalities that are taking this commitment. Even New York State is in the process of creating a statewide ban on leaf blowers during the summer months, very similar to the ordinance that we have right now. And uh, you may be wondering why this is. So the leaf blower, to put it simply, the leaf blower is probably one of the worst pieces, the gas power leaf blower probably one of the worst pieces of equipment ever made for the environment. The reason being that it relies on the two-stroke engine, which is the same machinery, which makes it so loud. That two-stroke engine is what produces incredible emissions. 
So it's producing carbon monoxide, nitrogen oxide. It has led to over 26 million tons of pollutants a year, and it's associated with countless lung and health conditions. It also creates enough noise to make someone go deaf, according to the CDC, and it brings up dust, which disrupts natural habitats, native plants, pollinators, and it brings up pollen, mold, and even heavy metals from the ground. So what you're seeing is that these monsters of machines are basically tearing up into your backyard and bringing everything up and also releasing a ton of pollutants in the process. And so electric leaf blowers, which I hope that Amanda is going to get to talk about a little bit today, they are a more environmentally friendly option. And instead of using gas, they are relying on in a green electrical supply for power. So you have no exhaust fumes, less noise, and they're less powerful. So you're bringing up less dust and acting as a less invasive way of clearing these leaves. So I want to turn it over to Maxine so that we can talk to Amanda. Oh, great. Thank you, Gabriel. The uh, Just a quick thing. The, uh, the, the bill is, is in committee in New York State. It's bill SB1113A. And uh, that, that first steps are being taken to follow in the few footsteps of other towns and, and, and now states. So yeah, really exciting. Um, we got we to gotta get in touch with our, our, local, our officials, our state, and state officials, assembly and, and uh, Senate to get them to, to get on board with this. So Amanda, uh, welcome, welcome again. And, and you are uh, a, a leader in this area in, in, in having this, your, your uh, planet wild uh, be a greener way or better way to have green landscaping. So can you tell us about uh, what goes into green gardening and what you do to increase biodiversity and natural beauty at Planet Wild? I love the name of it, Plant It Wild. It's yeah, like a planet wild, but go ahead. Yeah, I know it's Planet Wild, um, but it's also a spin on Plant It Wild and Planet Wild. Right, and I right. do have those URLs. But anyway, it is Plan It Wild. We're here in Westchester County, and our mission is more nature now, increasing biodiversity throughout the yards of Westchester. And we do that green gardening with the use of native plants. Why native? These are the building blocks of habitat. These, have, these are plants that have been here for thousands of years, co-evolving and developing all kinds of intricate, specific relationships with all kinds of other species. And the one that you've probably heard of is pollination. So a lot of um, our native bees and butterflies need certain plants to survive. So if we can put those plants into our yards, we're really helping, you know, maintain biodiversity and this rich web of life that we have um, here in Westchester. So to me, green gardening, like top of the list is planting with native plants. Mm -hmm. The second, I'll just go through three things. The second one is thinking about how you're using your lawn grass and if there's any opportunity to decrease the size of it. The American lawn is, kind of, um, it was just a package deal with the creation of the, sur the suburbs in the 1950s. And it's, it's spread across 14 million, 40 million acres of lawn across the US. It's, it's one of the largest or the largest irrigated crops, like more than corn. So the American lawn is not the best thing for the environment. So if we can actually work to reduce the size of your lawn, that would be great. And we can put native ground covers in there instead 
and we're not, you know, spending time and money mowing the lawn over and over again, once those plants fill in, they're just going to be their own self-sustaining little mini uh, ecosystem. So we would say plant native plants and, you know, look at where your trees are dropping leaves. And that's probably a good area where you can actually create a planting bed or you could add um, along the edges of your property. Just start simple, you know, adding a sorry. Your cat is is needs to be on the lawn. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> We're going to, to take a cat break for a second because Amanda's cat is is uh, so Amanda cat, cat is planting it wild. The, the yeah, cat is planting like, planting it wild. <laughs> everyone gets so excited because they can feel the energy and it's just like what's happening. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I'm a huge cat lover, by the way, and okay. cats should be indoors. But anyway, back to the second thing was less lawn. And then finally, the third thing is just don't use pesticides. And I guess the fourth thing is switch to electric powered yard care. So sorry, four things. Um, by doing that, planting native, reducing your lawn, don't use chemicals, using electric, you're doing so so much to in your little piece of land in your yard so much for the environment what about uh i think weeds or weeds and leaves get a really bad rap uh what what do you say to someone i mean who just all they want to do is put down you know monsanto terrible roundup i don't know i shouldn't be like calling them out, but I will. Uh, what, what can you do? Um, should you leave them? Should you pull them by hand? What do you do in your practice about weeds? Because they do attract pollinators, I believe. So I don't know if I'm right on that, but you can tell me. Yeah. So it's all about prior, it's all about prioritization and your, your definition of what a weed is, it's actually kind of a subjective term. So I personally, on my property, we have da uh, dandelions and I like to see them. I love to see the yellow flowers. They do support uh, some generalist bee species because they haven't, you know, they're not necessarily native. They haven't, um, don't have those co-evolved relationships, but they still they provide a little bit of um, pollination service. Um, so I'm okay with the, with the dandelion, but I, with a different kind of weed, like a Norway maple sapling, I'm going to get rid of that one just because I know the Norway maple can, will easily spread and really just creates such a monoculture across the, the entire landscape that I'm going to really focus my efforts to remove that one. Mm -hmm. And again, I would just do uh, manual removal. That's why we have uh, we're able to provide green jobs for our gardeners because instead of applying pesticides, we're actually, you know, removing invasive species or weeding. So that's, that brings me to this question. I mean, everybody's talking about the leaf blower and gas versus electric. And so are you using electric and also are you, I mean, what about the rake and other non electric items are, are we going back because that's what I remember when I first moved to this area I'm here over 30 years and the leaf blowers weren't at this level at all because high school kids like our friends Aaron and, and Gabriel would want to make some money and 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 then go to people's properties and help them with their leaves and rake them uh so can you give us a little insight into manual tools versus the electric versus the uh the, the, the ones that we want to try to tamper down? 
Yes. So a lot of these leaf blower legislations are going into effect, not just because it's good for the environment, we want to end fossil fuels, but primarily because of the noise. Uh, I think that a lot of people are actually just fed up with the really loud sound of the, the gas blower and the gas mower that using, you know, saying the word rake is not such a scary idea, like we're using an electric blower. Um, so we use both of those options quite successfully. And we are an example that you can have a very successful landscaping company with using electric power yard care equipment. Right. So in terms of, I mean, we're trying to get the word out. No, you're, you're using it. We're trying to get other landscapers more who use uh, more I don't, I can't say traditional. I think your practice is more traditional <laughs> because, you know, going through with these big leaf blowers is, is certainly uh, not something we would really want to continue. But in terms of keeping that equipment uh, in, I mean, how do you charge and, and how do you work with it so that we can give the other landscapers an idea of what you're doing? I guess I'd like to just preface this by saying that we're not a landscape cleanup company. Uh, so it's not like Planet Wild shouldn't be necessarily compared to a lot of the businesses, usual landscaping companies. That's really important to know okay. because we're trying to do something to shift what traditional landscaping is to be caring for the land versus cleaning it up. So, um, you know, we, we like to leave the leaves, like we like to mulch mow the leaves over the lawn areas and when we have any yard waste, we take it to a compost facility. You know, it's just these kind of just tweaking things throughout what we do, um, just to be always mindful of how we are caring for the environment right in our yard. Mm -hmm. Do we, do we, you know, your practices, uh, you're doing great. I know that. I mean, how would we, we need to educate people about it. And we also need to educate I know the other landscapers who are not doing it to, to be more practical or have the residents themselves talk to them. And uh, what feedback do you get from your clients about you know, yeah. why they would switch to you? Yeah, you know, the most top feedback is the how much more quiet it is. Because a lot of our uh, a lot of people are working from home, especially nowadays. And you're paying attention to the yards next to you when you can hear that loud blowing uh, versus when you have our quieter machines come on. I've had people say like compared to the gas powered power traditional landscaper they were working with much better with the electric powered. Um, so that's really one of the most important things. The second thing is that we like to work with our clients not to just mow and blow, but to actually even help them plant native. So the reason we got into the lawn care business to even begin with is so that we could be your caretaker for your yard if you can't keep up with it or don't have the time. So that's why we, we are very, you know, pro-native planting installations and getting native plants in the ground. Our mission is, is 10,000 native plants in the ground for 2022. We're getting there. Um, there's a lot of growing interest in Westchester County for this. So just the leaf blower legislation is just going hand in hand with how folks are seeing how important their yards are for biodiversity. Yeah, I think that's very important. The whole, the whole bottom line is to educate and, and, and let people understand that this is a better practice. 
for themselves, for their health, for their children, and, and for the future, because we want to reduce our carbon emissions. And, you know, lawns with, you know, just the manicure, you're saying 40 million uh, acres, I believe, that is insane. So I agree. I, I absolutely agree. And I think that we need to see more gas power blower bands across Westchester County. I think that municipalities just, I, I'm actually saying this, I'm being bold and saying this, but it's time to step up and ban gas blowers. It's two stroke engine, so many emissions, and you can use the electric blowers. They're not that expensive. It's time. We have a ton of batteries. We haven't figured out how many batteries we even use our trucks to charge our batteries. So it is possible. Right. Well, it is possible, and I'm glad that you're doing it. And uh, we really appreciate your work in this area. And uh, again, it's plant it. Uh, we want we want people well i can't say other than <laughs> it's planetwild.com i know i don't i don't i don't want to you know say that we're 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 endorsing it but the practice certainly is being endorsed which is why i was trying to call it over there but but thank you so much for joining us and giving us all this fantastic information uh you know here in newcastle we're trying to do do what's what we can to try to reduce the, the, the electric leaf blower, the not the electric, the gas powered leaf blowers. So I'm gonna turn it over to Gabriel. I'm gonna thank you so much for your help. And uh, Gabriel, you wanna speak to Kathy about the uh, the other end of things? Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you so much, Amanda. And I mean, going to what Maxine was saying, we are trying to do our best as a community in Newcastle. We're, you know, being one with this trend of getting rid of gas powered leaf blowers, at least during the summer months when it, they can be seen as truly irrelevant. So I wanted to ask Kathy a few, you know, neighbor specific questions. And I guess the most pressing is as a resident, you have now gone through a season with the leaf blower ordinance. And the question that I at least have is what has been the no most noticeable benefit of the ordinance? So uh, I have found that there is a lot of happy residents that leaf blowers are now limited during the summer months, especially with more and more people working from home, being allowed to work from home. I worked from home at least one day a week for the last 20 years. And there are quite a few times where I had to break from a meeting to and you know, now people have it more acceptable to break from a meeting. But when you like all of a sudden jump up and have to shut your windows because the sound and the pollution is blasting through your windows, it's a, certainly a distraction. So that is something that now with more people working from home, they themselves are experiencing something that maybe they didn't even know was happening on their property. When I moved to Chappaqua um, 26, seven years ago, they leaf blowers weren't used every day uh, when someone was on your property working on your property they were used um, later they started being used for fall cleanup and then somehow they started being used every day and or every day someone was working on your property so weekly and and I think it just became the norm which I'm not quite sure why because it obviously costs the landscaping company more money to pay for gas, especially now. So um, I think that's the other thing that the, the law um, introduces that more there's more awareness about the noise and the health impacts um, that are happening and um, that people are now home. 
The other thing that I, when I started looking and investigating this law, because this was a lot of um, residents had been asking for a leaf blower law for a long time. And the SAB didn't work on it for a long time because we just, it was a lot of work and we weren't really sure if we would have um, enough buy-in. And so it, it took us four years to get the law implemented. And that was years after some people really wanted one. And um, one of the things I did on my own personal lawn was my, I was usually not home and my landscaping company would be here. So when I was here, I started telling them, I said, you can't use landscapers on the property. Um, you know, maybe during the fall, that would be okay, but I'm really trying to, to dial that back as well. Um, but the, the key for me was definitely don't um, fall cleanup, don't blow my gardens, uh, don't, um, don't um, do any blowing on my property with a gas leaf blower, um, especially during the seasonal ban. But it's been years since I had a lot of that done. And I feel like the tick population is down in my yard. You know, I can't, I don't have any scientific proof for this, but I can't think that I have a lot of uh, woodsy parts on my property. I cannot think that, that, that if there was a pile of a tick's nest that they aren't getting blown around. Um, by leaf blowers if they were used. And so I really don't have a lot of ticks on my property. Um, I have a dog and that I can tell if they're, if I have a lot of ticks. And I've also done a lot of, I've done um, maybe a thousand native plants on my property in the last um, eight years, which has also increased the, the natural predators that are often, often harmed by the leaf blowers. That was a long yeah, sentence. That's I'm awesome. sorry. Did I take a breath? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's it's true. We live in the suburbs, and these kinds of nature-related benefits. I I really don't see why gas-powered leaf blowers became the norm. And I mean, with that, I I have to ask. I mean, personally, anecdotally speaking, I've heard that some residents um are still complaining that their neighbors and their landscapers are still using gas-powered leaf blowers. And I guess my question is. Why do you think that some members of the community are just so resistant to the change, given all of these amazing benefits that you described? Well, I optimistically hope that the reason is less based on resistance uh, to change rather than more on awareness and opportunity. So anytime you have a new law, anytime any law is passed, it takes time for people to think about it and remember. And certainly there are some residents and landscaping companies that are resistant to the change because it means they have to swap out their equipment. Um, and like Maxine mentioned earlier, leaf blowers um, were first commonly used just for the fall cleanup, but now it's all the time. So it's a, a change in attitudes towards the leaf blower use itself, and then a change in um, opportunity to be able to use the electric leaf blowers. Um, you know, just like the electric cars were, you didn't see very many on the road. Uh, but now every time you drive around, you see an electric car everywhere. So there's been an embracement of the electric. Um, and, and the, you know, when you back out of your driveway, when you're driving an electric car, you're not, you're not smelling exhaust, you're not um, exhaust behind an electric car in traffic. So those, those same types of benefits are something that the leaf blowers, if you, if you have to use them, if it's electric, it's just much less uh, noise and pollution causing. And um, I even have something called, it's, in a, it's something that I use as a child, it's a sweeper and it just looks like a long 
it's, it's, it's like on rollers and I just sweep up the leaves. And I did that last fall. And I don't even think they used the gas leaf blower on my property because I didn't really leave and I don't think they used them. And I asked my landscaper not to. I did have to put up signs because they've got a lot of customers and they forget because it's not the standard. Once it becomes a standard, we don't have to remind them. No, I completely agree. Once it becomes the standard, once it reaches a national level of you know understanding, like we, I really think that we can transform the landscaping and, and the gardening industry even in places like Newcastle where we're surrounded by nature. So with that, I, I just want to wrap up um, and ask if you have any thoughts about educating the community and about letting people know why it's so important for us to avoid gas-powered leaf blowers and going forward how to have people check on other people and ask, you know, why is your landscaper still using a gas-powered leaf blower? How can we improve as a community? And, and constantly push other areas to grow as well. So every resident is going to be getting the spring town mailer that the, the town mailer from the town of Newcastle and included in the mailer is going to be an updated flyer about the leaf blower ordinance. Um, it has multiple languages on the reverse side and it's also available on the town website. All of this information is, is published on the town's website. Previously we had uh, the SAB had their own website but now it's all integrated into the town website. So that's gonna be a one-stop place for people to look for information. We are in the process of, of developing some more materials so that it can be helpful to, to the homeowners who may wanna have a conversation with their neighbor or um, you know, maybe some letters that we'll have for the town to, to provide landscaping companies about possible citations and things like that. So we have a few um, more things that we're still working on and that um, in more meetings that we're going to have with the town and the enforcement. And we're looking forward to hopefully a smooth process. It, uh, you know, there were some complaints, but I think that could also be um, community to community because maybe especially if the same landscaping company is in the same, you know, in a particular community. But I think it overall, it's awareness, patience. Um, and I would think just with the price of gas that everybody would want to use the gas leaf blowers in the summer when it's really not necessary as little as possible. If there is no more incentive than that, then I would hope that would be a reminder that it's not worth it. Yeah, and I, I really hope that the community sees it the same way as you do as a resident. And I, I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing some of these like amazing stories about, you know, your life under the ban and how, how, how it actually can be an, a nice, like idyllic, almost idyllic way to live without the noise, without the pollution, you're cleaning up your yard. Everything's calm. You don't have ticks everywhere. You don't have moss and you don't have, all these pollutants in the air. It, it really is a beautiful thing. And I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast and hand it over to Aaron. It was really fantastic having thank you Thank you, Gabriel. And I'll just add, you know, that's even walking in your community. A lot of people are out walking now that they're working from home and to be walking and then uh, come across a leaf blower that's uh, blowing dust in your face. I've had that happen. It's it's certainly not a fun experience. So <laughs> I think- uh, and, and the pets don't like it either. The right. doggies are not are not happy scared. with it. So they get scared. 
It is. Um, so, all right, so Aaron, take it away, Aaron. Thank you. I, I really, I just want to say a big, give a big thank you to um, Amanda Bailey from Planet Wild and um, Kathy Schreiber for uh, coming on the podcast today. Um, we really just want to end by saying that leaf blowers affect almost every part um, of environmental health. And it's really, it's enlightening to see that Newcastle is actively working, working on this to make a change. We do want to re reiterate that electric power leaf blowers are permitted year round. However, please consider limiting um, all leaf blower use to reduce um, air and noise pollution. Uh, to report a violation of uh, a leaf blower use, uh, gas powered leaf blower use during uh, uh, June 1st, September 30th, please contact the Newcastle Police Department at their non-emergency number at 914-238-4422. That can also be found on mynewcastle.org. Flyers to share with landscaping companies in different languages can also be found at mynewcastle.org. And you can also find frequently asked questions and additional details of the ordinance there. Please remember to remind your neighbors to help keep Newcastle quiet and less polluted. And also don't be afraid to talk to your landscapers because we want to see the limited use of these leaf blowers, of these all leaf blowers and, and definitely no use of gas powered leaf blowers from June 1st to September 30th. Um, and talking to your landscapers is going to be the most effective thing. And also talk to your neighbors because they they might have some, you know, some insight and and they might want to share some things as well. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Newcastle Going Green. For more info about the Sustainability Advisory Board, you can visit our section of the Newcastle website at www.mynewcastle.org slash 303 slash sustainability dash advisory dash board. You can also visit the SAB's Facebook page or email us at sab at mynewcastle.org with any questions or ideas. Thank you so much to Alicia Malloy for all of her behind the scenes help. Once again, I'm signing off for now. I'm Aaron Silver, along with Gabriel Paley and Maxine Margot Rubin, and we'll see you next time.